Welcome to Best of Five. Your oh god, god. Um, we are your weekly FGC talk show. Um, I'm in the middle this week because what the normal host here, Mister Elon, you've got a job, don't you? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, so normally Elon runs the show. He's got a job tonight, so he's leaving in like 35, 40 minutes. Uh, so I get to run the show. And normally I have this set up right. Today, I don't. Why aren't you... Here, try talking now. Hello. Welcome to Best of Five. Oh, I can't hear Alon at all. Alon, please don't do this to me tonight. All right, I'm sorry. Oh, he was fucking oh, with God. us. <laughs> what oh, a dick. my God. Your resolution <laughs> should be to not be such a dick. <laughs> God damn it's it. always funny when it happens to somebody else. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I actually what I did. John, Look, you know what? I'm on your team, weird. Elon. That was a funny joke. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. Oh so, man, it was all muted and it wasn't my fault. I just wanted the very last end to be my laugh. So there you go. Oh my god! All right. Anyway, well, hello, show. Hi, this is Best of Five. I am Steve Jurek, aka Ace King Offsuit. Uh, I am joined this week, for now at least. Until I fire them. Uh, bye. Why is this? I'm on the wrong window. God, this is why I don't do this every week. You should uh, fire that Steve guy. Oh, God. So I am joined by the man whose work you see on event hubs and whose pictures you see in tre- in uh, Team Dream magazine, John Velociraptor Guerrero. <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring up magazines because I was just scrolling Twitter and... Uh, was Nintendo Power not the absolute best magazine that's ever existed? It super is. I never had one. It's thought of the day. Well, you missed out, and you had a, a terrible childhood. Uh, Sports Illustrated for kids. Duh. I'm trying to think. Nothing. That gets nothing. No, it gets. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh <laughs> my god. I'm trying to think. What did I have as a? I think I had. Hella Tiger Beat. <laughs> Game Elon and his tiger beats, just like walking down the tiger beat and J14. All right, anyways, Elon's here too. You want to, yes, yes. Uh, I don't need no introduction. Everybody knows, yes, you do, because you don't normally get introduced. So we have with us, I don't want to hear my own introduction, Elon the man Rashkovsky. Yay, it was me, Austin. Wait, hey, Elon. Damn it. <laughs> All right. I'm here. Hello. Were you going to finish that thought? or? Well, I was I was taking it off so I didn't have to hear my own introduction, but then I wouldn't know when it was over if I took my headphones off. So, Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Elon Rajkowski. Ah, got him. Damn it, don't do this to me, man. <laughs> I'm already fat. I, I, I don't need any more stress right now. 
what is going on with this show right now i think we need to get into the first segment look it's the new year all right new year new best of five and it's still not the new year it's still new year's eve well it's it's, new year's everywhere it's new year it's new year's in africa and europe and asia and australia new zealand yeah uh what was i gonna say though oh um yeah, the new format of the show is going to be what we streamed last week. Uh, so everybody, please uh, get ready to enjoy more Jackass the game. Yay. I, I, I would love Sick. to see more of that. All right. So tonight on the show, we actually have a show somewhat. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go over the – I can't have the doc on screen at the same time with the – I don't know how you do this every week, but tonight on the on my show, phone. Uh, we've got uh, the format news for the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour Finals. Uh, we've got a couple new trailers to check out uh, for some off-the-wall titles. Uh, we've got a major new free agent in the world of Street Fighter V. Uh, we'll talk about that, plus the reason for his dropping and what that means for the future of fighting game esports. And we will also reveal the nominees for the 2019 or the uh, third annual Besties Awards. Um, yeah, and that's what we're all here for, to be completely yes. honest. Everybody knows it. Yeah, everything else is just window dressing for the uh, Besties. Yep, it's just filler. It's just filler. <laughs> anyway, uh, did we have a recap this week? Thank you, because I didn't know how to throw to myself for the recap. Yep. Um, we did have an event two weeks ago. If I can get on the right window. You can do it, Steve. I believe I, in you. I don't know how you do this every week. Here we go. Recap. That's the wrong window. That is the wrong. I just bit my lower lip and it kind of hurts. Uh, Where did it go? I added I just... all of this to... Oh, dang. Did you guys know that knee is the first in the technical tier standing judges on November 12th? Ooh. Oh, I... I... Uh, black rab. <laughs> I'm, I'm on a little bit of a delay. <laughs> guys. I, I, I can't see Here's it. what I did. There, There is a generic uh, generic scene called intro or uh, recap, which is mm-hmm. where recap normally is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also are? created a one called 1231 Recap, specifically so I would not get confused as to where the 1231 Recap was. Guess what? I got confused as to where the 1231 Recap was. Damn you, past Steve. God, this is this is why I don't do this for a living. This is why you do this for a living. Yep. Um, it's hard. It's hard. Now everybody knows it. So, Appreciate you more, damn it. Oh, no, that's the wrong one I want to cover. There we go. Oh, Twitter. <laughs> there. There. Now it's in order. God damn it. <laughs> Red Bull Kumite took place a week and a half ago out in Japan. Uh, it was two events. Obviously, you know about the main event, uh, which is the big, big uh, Red Bull Kumite, the Invitational. Uh, Fifteen players were invited. There was still one spot to be determined through a last chance qualifier. Uh, That took place on day one. 
and the grand final came down to Infiltration versus Storm Kubo. It was very, very tight, but in the end, Storm Kubo pulled it off to earn the place in Red Bull Kumite, uh, to the delight of some, to the dismay of others. Did, was he using Abigail again? or is Abby, Abby. Yeah, that's a big reason why Abigail's getting a lot of discussion right now. That tire's freaking people out. And the character, <clears throat> who I don't think on paper is super buffed uh, in, in ways that would really skyrocket him at the pro levels, we're seeing him do decently well, at least the Red Bull Kumite. So he's one of those characters that's floating around as one of the, uh, the potential problem characters of the season. Or good, high tiers. Man, there's so many other characters that have way more problematic stuff, and people are discussing Abigail just because Storm Kuba won the last chance qualifier. That's shenanigans. <laughs> no, there's plenty more, but we, like, we, we digress. Well, keep in mind, this was the first tournament of uh, Champion Edition. Uh, a lot this, of these guys fly across the world, right? Maybe the the week in between, uh, between when it came out and versus when they got there. So it's like there's not a lot of time to really dig in. Yeah, this is this was day five stuff. We're gonna see more uh, as we go forward uh, in tournaments coming up. Uh, I expect to see something at uh, Frosty Frosting. I expect to see something uh, elsewhere as well, but. You know, how, how much do you take from these early tournaments? Obviously, these are players who know how to learn the game quickly. So it's not, I, I wouldn't expect how things are to be, you know, a night and day difference from a month, two months, three months from now. But, yeah. Uh, we also, you know, Storm Kubo with that win earned his spot in the main event. And let me pull up the right recap. Pull her up. Steve. Pull it up. There we go. Uh, he did quite well for himself, making top six, uh, tying for tying with Problem X, uh, finishing behind Takamura, who someone didn't get to travel, especially at the end of the season last year. So I'm glad he was able to show what he could do. Mm-hmm. 801 Strider in third. Uh, grand finals came down to Fujimura versus the machine infectious. And it was Fujimura who ended the 2019 campaign on a high note with the win. He takes home the samurai hat or the warrior hat. I don't know what it's officially called samurai hat. Now it is what it is called. It was, it's, it's a helmet of some sort. Uh, like it, it, it looked really cool. Well, all we know is that if there is ever another Scooby-Doo show and that ghost samurai guy comes back, that's where it's from. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Fujimura, back-to-back Red Bull Kumite wins. First ever to do it. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, I wasn't able to make up a graphic for what's coming up this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. but you do have something to look forward to. Casablanca World Fighters. This is the SNK qualifier uh, out in uh, Casablanca, Morocco. So we have an SNK event, a world tour qualifier in Africa, which is really damn cool to see. I like how it's called the Casablanca. What's it called again? Casablanca World Fighter. <laughs> Casablanca World Fighter. Uh yeah, it's getting ads on uh, TV in Morocco. It's, oh, damn, that's dope. It is pretty dope. They've got, I, I want to say they were 
either just above or just below a hundred entrants. Hell yeah. Which Dude, is, and Morocco's got some hella great food, so everybody traveling is going to have a good time. I'm jealous. We can, Maybe we can get one of them to make an actual tier list. Pry, pry that right out of Justin's hands. Of Moroccan food? Of of any food. Of anything. Oh. And it just let's get tier lists. Let, let's leave Justin he Wong's put, tier list in 2019. He put Domino's and Pizza Hut at the top of a pizza chain. And he put uh, Round Table at the very bottom. Is Round Table really that good? I've heard a lot about it, but I've never it's been. It's not bottom tier. He put it below Papa John's. Papa John's and Domino's are both below Little Caesars. 100%. Little Caesars is the most efficient pizza, and they are delicious for how cheap they are. Little Caesars give us money. So delicious for how cheap they are, that means not at all. And by that, I mean they're too cheap and too terrible. They're way they're better than frozen pizza, which costs just as much. Speaking of pizza, uh, we do have to congratulate Siege. I don't know if they're in the chat, but uh, Siege was the person who won uh, the I'm a fantasy one. contest. Yes, yes, congratulations. I have never won anything in my life. They they did. You won that uh, fantasy draft among your thing, among your own group where you got way more than we got. Right, but I'm talking about pizzas where it matters. Okay. Well, look, John, maybe if you would make some better decisions when it comes to pizza bets, you would probably... I got a mental pizza. block. I just I self-sabotage or something. Maybe maybe you just need to make met- better decisions, period. You know. Agreed. Yeah, maybe we all do. Leave bad yeah. decisions in 2019. Yeah, more things on accident, less things on purpose. That's my motto for... I was about to have an existential crisis, but then I realized I get to start a new tomorrow, so we're good. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Uh, that is it for the recap. Uh, I was not able to make a graphic for Battle of the Strongest, but uh, that the Macharino for that. Remember last year how that got uh, seven thousand? Did it on... still have a goal for more than the Tekken World Tour? Uh, it wasn't more than the Tekken World Tour this year, but they did raise ten thousand uh, dollars for their uh, prize pool for. A tournament run out of a home, basically. Yep. It was and running. And what was it? It was like Marvel Two. Marvel Two, and they had some uh, some uh, high class speed runs of the Sonic Two special stage. Hell yeah! <laughs> which was, hell yeah! Which fuck tails? By the way, I just want to put that out there. Yes, yeah, he's bad news bears, man. He. He is, his reactions are just so slow. Yep. Got it just. That's why it's always better to play without him. All right. I know you got to go relatively soon, Elon. So let's, let's should, probably. I got, I got 20 minutes. We should probably dip into uh, the big, big topic that came about today. Uh, and that was Punk, uh, the first place player on the Capcom Pro Tour standings this season. Uh, probably, arguably, the best player in the U.S. outside of maybe uh, Idom, obviously. He, he, he's got a little bit of a claim to that. you know. Being the Idom player. has not done what Punk has done. Punk has just been insane. But the bottom yeah, line... But Punk has but, not but won. Punk, Punk has not done what Idom <laughs> has done either. <laughs> well, they do have something in common now. 
Uh, they are both unsponsored, unfortunately. Uh, earlier today, uh, Team Reciprocity announced that they were leaving the Street Fighter scene. Uh, yep. So they are no longer sponsoring Punk for the 2020 year. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. Uh, their president and founder, if I can pull it up, Chad Larson did come out and say on Twitter, quote, we will not be competing in Street Fighter in 2020 as the economics no longer meet our criteria for leagues Team Reciprocity can support. It has been an amazing year with Punk the God. He will be missed. Hashtag legend. End quote. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, this is a discussion we've been having. It's like, how do these sponsoring teams profit from sponsoring players? It's long-term goals, I think, and people are getting in on the ground floor and expecting to lose money at first, and I have no idea the particulars of it all, but it it must be something that I think more in the business realm is it makes sense. Like They've seen this enough before that they can have this confidence to move forward and make these sponsorships because to a lot of us in the FGC coming from, you know, poverty, as it were, people are like, how could you like a seemingly throw away all this money? But uh, I think there's a lot of the, the concepts of investment um, playing into this. And again, I don't, I don't know the particulars, of it, but this just seems to be the most obvious answer to the actions that we're seeing. So it's, it's, it's along those lines, but is it too early? It very well might be. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, look how, Punk got second, right, at Capcom Cup. Punk has gotten first in a bunch of tournaments. Mm. What is Team Reciprocity getting aside from just their name, right? It's uh, probably just their name. It probably yeah, is and that's that. And that's the thing. It's like they can get the sponsorship money so that they can put that logo on the jersey or whatever. But at the end of the day, it seems like it costs more to send a player somewhere than it does to justify sending that player out. Yeah, you're you're operating at a loss, I would imagine, but it's worth it to them because they know the potential. And esports, the 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 uh, Venn diagram of the super popular, you know, MOBAs and all that stuff, Counter Strike and whatnot, and then fighting games. Like some of it gets lost in the whole. You hear esports and you associate it all as one big thing, and you go, "Oh, it's that." When it's like it's not quite that yet, but yeah. some people are thinking maybe it is. Yeah, because look, I think, and I could be completely wrong about this, but I'm fairly certain that when you get to those other more popular esports out there, like the Counter-Strikes and the MOBAs and the Hearthstones, uh, some of the ridiculous amount of money you get goes to, like, it's like almost an agency fee. Like, it goes to... Yeah, and that might be the case with some of these. I I think uh, there was something about uh, Psy Games and Chris T where he was saying he was losing money to them or some... I don't know the particulars, but I know there was some financial discrepancy where he wasn't happy, so I'm assuming they were probably taking some money somewhere or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they probably take their cut. I mean, it's business to business. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, you can do that with a game, with those popular games, because at this point, like, they have over, like, $1 million first place pop or a uh, pot mm-hmm. right? you got so many eyes looking at on those streams and such. yeah and we, when you get to something like fighting games where somebody's taking away like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, a ridiculously large amount of money how are you going to share it <laughs> like it's not enough to the point where you can take like a gigantic cut of it like they have been with other games so i think right now as it stands like we we don't have the economy to support a lot of teams sponsoring us like that 
Well, the, the other thing I wanted to point out is when you talked about the other esports, uh, you mentioned basically every game you mentioned aside from Hearthstone is a team format. Yep. So you're not just a fan of a player. You're also a fan of a team. Like, yeah, yep. I'm, I support Team Liquid. I support, you know, uh, Unicorns of Love, I think. What is that? Is that the name? I know there's a name that's like that. Yeah, Please, someone I, help I, me. I, I, I don't hesitate for a moment thinking you made that up. I, uh, I swear it's a thing. I swear. I believe you. That is that is a very good point you bring up, Stephen. Here's the thing. I went to DreamHack in Austin. I think it was 2017 or 2018. I think it was 2017. Maybe 2018. Uh, where I did commentary for Tekken. And the thing that struck me the most... I think somebody just knocked on my door. The thing that struck me the most was that they were selling uh, jerseys, right? Like they had stalls with like, you know, Team Liquid jerseys and Team Fanatic jerseys and all this other stuff. And people were buying them like hotcakes, right? You can't like it's impossible to think that somebody was going to buy like an evil genius jersey from a fighting games perspective. Right. Like or anything like that. Like you can sell merch. Sure. Like uh, there's a lot of people that do have their own merch. Like I think, uh, what's it? Um, Poke Chop has his no round brown shirts that are really cool. And like the designs are really neat. Uh, I think Justin Wong and a couple other people have their own like merch in that sense. But to the point where you can sell like a sports Jersey for like, uh, like 80 bucks at a convention and have people willingly buy them. I think we're just going to take some work to get there. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're not too far. I think some people would buy some Daigo jerseys right now. Uh, but oh, yeah, if it were but... just like a, if it we're just like a jersey, people would probably be like, "That's kind of stupid or, or dumb or trying too hard." But that's the thing; they would buy a Daiko jersey. Would they necessarily buy a Psy Games Beast jersey? You know, is yeah. there enough of a connection where that's something that a lot of people want? I don't yeah. necessarily know. It's a much harder road. Uh, I think probably the best parallel for sponsorship is probably golf. You know, where it's a very individual sport, you don't necessarily need a sponsor in order to compete. Uh, obviously, they help you with uh, the logistics of being able to, excuse me, to travel to multiple events. But, you know, that sponsorship comes with uh, a return of, say, you advertising whatever mm-hmm. product that's on your hat. You know, yep. you know, Tiger Woods, he goes around. Nike pays him a whole bunch of money, and in return, Tiger Woods is on a bunch of Nike ads. Yep. What does Team Reciprocity or any of these esports teams have to sell out aside of aside from their jerseys right now? Yeah. I, I I think that's where the disconnect is. I you have I don't know if you can necessarily take the approach that works in other esports. Uh, and copy paste it here and have success. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll see some of that when uh, Project L comes out. You know, with yeah, you know, true. with people being familiar with Riot. But yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna take some sort of creative solution for like or like some like much like our streams. I think too. Like it's gonna take some sort of creative solution so that we can leverage names and numbers in a way that makes sense for other people to hop on do you guys know what re- reciprocity is it's a word uh means... no the the team like what oh, they do i have no idea 
Steve, had you did you read up on it? I have not. So, uh, so yeah, and I didn't know either. I just popped on their their front page. Reciprocity is a premier professional esports team franchise and content creator with the goal to become an industry leading brand with a large, loyal, and passionate fan base. What they're selling, and this is a very interesting idea, is uh, just the content creation with their name on it. Just mm-hmm. this stuff that you can consume on the internet, which is what everyone and their mother's doing right now. But th- that makes a lot of sense. It, it makes sense, but it's not necessarily unique. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you see UYU, if you follow them on Twitter, they're promoting right. their own streams all the time. No, the, oh, I agree. I agree. And they've, I, got, and they've got team members that are specifically, you know, not necessarily tournament goer, goers, but content creators. Yeah, like Born Free is is a, a whole bunch of people, like, way up to, uh, to um, Oil King, you know, being one of the best players all the way to content creators and such. And, and yeah, they're, and I've talked to those guys too a little bit, I think at last year's Capcom cup um, about all of that kind of stuff briefly, but yeah, no, I, I think this is just a really good idea and this makes sense. And then to Elon's initial question, what are they getting out of it? Well, it seems to me that the idea of being able to create content for websites and, and pages and, and such with this like with your players as they do well in various games and whatnot or gain a following or have fan bases whatever uh that makes a lot of sense for this setting whereas Mm -hmm. we were getting at before we don't see what traditional business models how this would work here or at least how we perceive them to be but this kind of makes a lot more sense for what we're talking about yeah absolutely um so rick actually mentioned that 100 thieves is a good example of this uh i have heard of them and i actually do agree with that quite a bit because I don't know any of their esports players, but I do know some of their content. And I think that's like for somebody that's not in like involved in any of those esports, knowing at least that I think is a sign of how they're doing it. Hopefully. Right. Mm -hmm. This is just a, another example of the challenges of sponsoring players in the world of fighting games. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, you know, it we we see all the time players drop uh, from teams. Let me center myself. Sorry, we see players drop all the time from teams. Um, I'm going back to this shot because I don't like. Yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. I, is me dia primero? <laughs> That's a quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Oh, we got Hawaiian shirt man in chat. Oh, what a Hawaiian shirt man! I met him at Capcom Cup, so he is read against him. Yeah, how'd that go? It was great. He's he exuded such an energy, um, and uh, like, and everyone just noticed him and like remembered him specifically because he just had such character without saying a word. I never heard him say anything, Um, uh, but he it was just like. He got everyone's attention in a really positive way. He made people smile just with that positive energy. It was really cool. And he has a gnarly Zeku. Did you say gnarly because he's a Hawaiian shirt man? Or would you have said gnarly otherwise? I'm going to go with whatever answer makes me sound more clever. (laughs) All right. Um, There's one other bit of information I want to try and sneak in before Alan has to go. Uh, We found out some information about uh, the world finals for the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour. Uh, It will take place in France in early February. Uh, There will be some 
there will be a last chance qualifier there as well as the main mm-hmm. event. The biggest story is that the format of the main event is going to be very similar to that of the Tekken World Tour Finals in that it's going to have a round-robin pool play with the top finishers from hey, each pool. Hey, I'm blocking here! Uh, you know, being as cool as Neil Cable, who subscribed to us. So thank you very much, Neil Cable. Uh, but yeah, uh, top eight players will advance to the finals. So, you know, we're, we're seeing... Uh, we we've saw we've seen some sort of uh, development from the uh, what you call it the uh, dojo system being adapt something similar being adapted uh, to the Capcom Pro Tour. Now we're seeing the finals being adapted. How, how do you like this this sort of change, this sort of experimentation with finals formats? Dude, I'm a, look. Anything that gets us out of the usual like double limb bracket that we're we've experienced for the past what like five years on a consistent basis i think is a good thing especially if it creates more interesting storylines which i think it does is it broke i guess more interesting storylines is a fair argument yeah and the other thing too is is it more efficient to run a round robin pool than a double bracket depends on the size yeah for for a 16 player tournament no uh you are running more matches I mean, you're you're going to be running more matches anyway. But with uh, if you're talking about a larger tournament like 64, you know, that may be more manageable to do instead of you know your traditional pool bracket. Uh, it may be more manageable to do that that way. It may be more manageable to have uh, to have multiple streams going on at once. Uh, with only 16 players in the finals, you'd have to believe that it's probably going to be, uh, you know, uh, all four pools, all matches on stream. They did say all matches will be on stream. Good. So, dude, how long? Let's, let's make that a is... standard. <laughs> yeah. How long before this is all just done online and all of the teams can play from their homes and Pro- and like we could do massive round robins if you're all just online. You know, and oh. uh, and then everything gets streamed, and anyone can watch it in any order they want or whatever and such. Oh man, it's okay. It's gonna be crazy. I have three minutes, but I have a question I want to pose. Did hmm. anybody participate in that beta of the online tournament? I didn't. Dakota got in, but uh, I did not. I, did. I got in, but unfortunately, I double booked myself and I couldn't do it. Uh, I'm very curious to know what that experience was like. Uh, just because, like, it seems like it's exactly what we needed to make tournament play viable in the online space. Granted, again, netcode, I'm not going to even talk about it. Save that for later. Uh, It seemed like it was exactly what we need because it was, you go to the website, you choose your character, uh, and uh, all this other stuff. You sign up, blah, 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 blah. And then the day of, there is the tournament mode that you go to. It shows you who you're facing, I don't know what the check-in process is like because I wasn't there and I didn't check in and I went 0-2, sadly. Rip. Uh, so I'm super curious to know like, if that integration into the game is more conducive to a tournament than instead of having to play the game, go to smash.gg, upgrade something, then go back to the game, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I would be super curious to see more of that happen. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to participate this time around. Yeah. 
So, so um, yeah, it's about that time. I know you've got an actual paying job to go to, Elon. I have two minutes. You have two minutes. I don't know if we – what can we talk about in two minutes? Oh, Combo you Breaker. You could have – oh, Combo Breaker? Uh, combo Breaker, they didn't come out with news per se, uh, but Rick Thayer, a.k.a. Tejado, who is the uh, co-TO of that event, uh, said that it's safe for you to book trips to Chicago for uh, the weekend of the 23rd through the 25th. So Memorial Day weekend. Uh, all but confirming it will be on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, they will. They also. He also said that there will be a full reveal on January 14th. Interesting. So, and I do have it on good authority that uh, Tekken 7 will be in the lineup. Ho oh, oh. yeah. ho. You know what else Set I have in good authority? You know what else I have in good authority that'll be on there? What? Skullgirls. We'll see. We'll see. And also Vampire Savior. And also every other game on the face of the earth because Combo Breaker runs a ton of games. Well, we'll, we'll see. They, they, they have... Uh, hey, I'm the vend- here. They they did have a venue. They have a venue secured. Uh, we don't know what the limitations are for that. We will find out soon. Uh, but Rick, good luck to you. Uh, it's it's going to be a blast. Ilan, thank it's you. About that time. Thank you for spending some time with us. Have a wonderful night. Happy New Year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. See you I love next you. Tech day. I. We'll see you all next week because New Year doesn't matter. Today, last year, was also a New Year. Be be here for the besties. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Well, we lost in a lawn, but we gained a sub from NDO 103. So thank, thank you, you very much, NDO 103. Thank you. I say we came out ahead. I, I, I think that's a decent Hey, fuck spot. you. <laughs> Go to work. All right. Are we still on? We're good now. Let me oh. let me crop you. Oh no, that's not the window I want to crop. Uh, there. That's the window I want to crop. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> oh man. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? I feel like today's been pretty lax, but it's been it's been chill. It's been fun. It it it's it's been a day. It's been a day. Um. So we. We've been gone for a couple weeks, you know, last year or last year, last week being Christmas. uh, We decided we 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 have family. We have friends, allegedly. Uh, We needed to spend time with them. Uh, We did miss a little bit of news. Uh, There there were a couple of games that released trailers uh, that actually came out. Uh, First one. I don't know if you have seen this one. Uh... Have you seen the trailer for Fight of Animals? Um, I haven't seen the trailer. Are we watching it right now? Let, I, let's uh, watch it right now. This came no, out. I don't really have the, the feed, so I'll have to see it when it pops. <laughs> Is it? Oh, now they, they seem a little more. Yeah, with DLC that coming. Raven's scary looking. Is that what it is? A raven? Yeah. Yeah, growl, growl, growl. No guess. There we go. Um. The dolphin is everybody's autumn. The weird gay dolphin is everybody's favorite immediately. Like that, everyone's just maining the dolphin day one. Okay. Um, let me check with the crew. Can you guys hear us now? 
I hope no one mains the dolphin. I'm all about the. They're yeah, they're reacting. So, so was the volume of the trailer too loud? Oh, the trailer was really loud. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll try and fix it for the other one. I do apologize. Um, but what's interesting about this one is that uh, this game actually has GGPO. Oh, fancy. <laughs> Which means it is... Um, it's going to have brilliant netcode, and only a handful of people are going to play, so it's not going to be, like, bogged down, and it's going to it's gonna be an exact example against, like, Street Fighter and all the other games that don't have good netcode. But, I mean, that that's a great <laughs> thing to talk about. You know, you have these small independent games that, you know, like, f- like Fight of Animals, like Fight of Gods... Uh, like fight this, of animals. Fight they, of so animals much. that have G, that are able to get GGPO in. Um, is mm-hmm. that more of a mark against these bigger titles? Well, okay. If they came out the same year, but we're talking about Street Fighter V, for instance, which came out early 2016. I don't think Street Fighter V's netcode is terrible but it's gotten worse in my experience and it's kind of weird uh but here's my point should it should we have expectations you know this stuff moves fast should the game um be able to update with the net code as technology improves or is the code that they and i don't know how this exactly works so i'm I'm legitimately asking to an extent is the code that was originally programmed kind of where they're at and even though it gets better you know on the day-to-day for the average user because they're you know upgrading their computer or whatever you know it's not the same thing for street fighters netcode for instance you know like mortal Kombat showed us that things could have a really good right now or the potentials are really high up there um but like should i expect that out of a game that came out three years prior so well i mean a game like oh god i keep switching to the wrong one uh a game like mortal Kombat. you know you have the history of Mortal Kombat XL when it came out on PC. Um, it was not very good, and then they went and added uh, rollback netcode on. Uh, obviously, it was an improvement for the people who were playing, but did you know that was something that came at a great expense? Did it? Did it really add to create a whole bunch of new sales? I don't know. Um. So it, it it's a matter of resources. It's a it's a big push or it's a big thing, a big selling point at launch. But beyond that, once it's in most people's hands who are going to buy the game, I don't know how much of a big deal it it is. Unfortunately, because that is seen as more of a quality of life thing than a selling uh, point. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Fight of Animals, which will have the most stellar netcode that you've ever seen, is only six bucks. I looked it up. It's a, it's a deal at ten times the price. <laughs> I don't know about that's that. A character, yeah, six a, bucks. That's a dollar a that character. Is a extra most bestest Little Caesars pizza, which is pretty damn good when you're in college and don't have money and need a meal to a meal and a half. So. That is a basic pizza at, at Little Caesars plus tax. So you get sure. changed back. <laughs> All right. So fight of animals. Everyone's going to main the dolphin. It's got really good net code, maybe. 
All right. Uh, there was another game that came out yesterday. I'm going to see. I'm going to switch it on real quick to try and lower the volume and then switch back. So give me a moment. I apologize. Hey, I appreciate the people like P1 Sean in the chat letting me know what's up, helping me out here as I uh, pose questions so that we can all learn more stuff about cool things. So, um, yeah, chat, awesome. You guys, you folks, rock. Thank you. Thank you for being part of a, our, our journey this year uh, and all years. Um, and thank you for putting up with me being not the greatest awesome. director in the world. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. I, I think I've got this turned down. Uh, so let's... Uh, I'll Blow out their ears. We'll reform uh, next year. All right, here we go. Uh, the second trailer for a game that released just yesterday. Um, I don't know how far behind you are, but... Oh, no, I can't see it yet. I'm waiting. Still big old Sonic face on my, my screen here. How about now? Nope, I just did the clap. So I'm I'm waiting to say it before you you actually get there. Ooh, may contain content inappropriate for children. Oh man, you are like ten seconds behind. Okay. Oh, I did a story about this. This is freaking great. The Yang game? Yes, Yang twenty twenty. Uh fight for presidency. He takes a jab at Rachel Mathow because MSNBC wasn't putting him on, uh, it, like wasn't recapping him and doesn't giving him any kind of fair coverage. That's great. This isn't this isn't him, by the way. This is some other dude that's just a big fan, right? Yes, this is someone who is from another country, uh, is not associated with the Andrew Yang. Uh, the automated trucks. How familiar are you with the Yang Gang campaign, all that stuff? I, I don't necessarily want to go into the specific politics. Oh, we don't need to talk politics. I just want to know, like, it, it's funny. Like, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, and uh, and I think he was on, like, Dave Rubin or something like that. So I've listened to him talk for probably, like, three hours or so. And then I have a few friends on Facebook that retweet everything about what he says. But anyway, it's just, like the the particulars you know like the the trucks the self-automated trucks is hilarious the very fact that you get to fight trump and they throw hadoukens and stuff i mean the there's so many jokes and so many uh boxes to be checked there and they checked a ton of them it's just it's funny it, it the funniest thing for me is uh the whole thing with andrew yang is that a lot of his supporters feel like that uh the media doesn't take him seriously he's constantly ignored he's constantly underrepresented represented from their point of view whether you agree mm -hmm. that with that is up to you um but i saw a tier list for this game and yang is not top tier in a game in a game all about andrew Whoops. yang trying to win so which is even more meta because he's way the underdog right in all of these primaries and such <laughs> so uh like i said i don't necessarily want to get into the politics themselves of you know, any anyone in this game. But what do you think of this idea of, you know, games being used as a medium for, uh, you know, either reaching yeah. people directly or indirectly uh, for political... It's marketing. Yeah, political marketing, yeah. You know what? 
this uh, Andrew Yang is like uh, I I also did a story one time when he posted uh, himself playing at a Street Fighter Two cabinet and in, um, in one of the towns that I think he grew up in or went to college in or something like that, like New Hampshire. Anyways, it's like he's playing to his crowd. It's very much part of the campaign, and he's absolutely right. Like so many people in uh, in gaming can appreciate the uh, the nerdy Asian guy that grew up playing the same games. It's like that's that's been a political move since day one. Is like relate to your people, and like that, those are his people, and he and he knows it. Like it's it's really smart. Is it a is it a bad move? It's like. If you can't tell that this is, I mean, you know, he's, he's running for president. Like that's not a secret to anyone. I don't think there's anything being done behind the scenes here. Um, So as far as this example goes, yeah, it's totally fine. Now, could you get deeper in and start messing with esports prize pools or stuff like that? Yeah, that might get into some murky waters, but as far as this example I see nothing wrong with it. I think everything's out there on the table. It's funny. It's meant more to promote. And also it's, this isn't him doing it. Right. So I should say, but like, as far as him allowing it and, and it being out there and it absolutely is working to turn heads towards this particular candidate. So it's serving that purpose. Oh, I, I think the other thing is we're, we're seeing more and more, you know, not just the growth of internet being involved in these campaigns, but you know, as people grow up on the internet, you're seeing, you know, it's it used to be a thing you do. Now it's part of your life. Yeah. Like you saw, you know, in 2012 tw- or 2008, 2012, how influential just tapping into the power of the internet was for, uh, for campaigns. And then 2016, obviously, with so many of the memes that you saw, uh, being a part of it. Now you have people who grew up on internet culture, who grew up where, you know, being on the internet every day was sort matter of part of, of, matter of fact, part of your life. Now they're figuring out how to reach people at their own age, you know, at, at, at the ages they were when they were, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, just starting to get into politics which you know it makes sense there's also that little bit bit of fear i have where you know it's something where it can be manipulated for nefarious means um Mm -hmm. but it it, this is this is just the tip of the iceberg we're gonna see more and more stuff like this um as you know, as we not only get closer to this year's or the coming election in 2020, but future elections going forward. You just got me thinking about when when I was a kid, we had AOL and it was the dial up and everything. So like if someone got online, it was a moment. It was a decision, not only for them, but for everyone else in the house, because that meant no one could talk on the phone. And I'm just thinking of that culture and like <laughs> growing up with that. Like, oh, yeah, that you know? that. That drama of someone picked up the phone and trying to get them to hang up fast enough so that yes, you wouldn't get disconnected. Disconnect you. Oh God. Your father's gonna call. We're waiting for his call. You can't be on the internet. Shut up, mom. I'm looking at porn. No. Yeah, it just yeah. Hold up. Run that back. Yeah. Oh, shut up, mom. I'm playing Brood War. Okay, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> See, we were always, you know, we had AOL for a while, but 
you know, we did all of those free internet things where you got like 20 hours a month. Uh, if you had like a little rolling ad thing on there, there's like the one from the Simpsons. You don't remember that? I'm guessing mm-hmm. that zero sort of, sort of things, whatever. No one remembers what I'm talking about. I am old. I believe you though. I am an old man in the FGC. I know the Simpsons Butterfinger commercials. Like that's how old I am. Oh God. So, um, so we talked about those trailers. Uh, let's talk a little bit about 2019. Um, obviously tonight, you know, it, for those of you who are watching in Europe and uh, Europe elsewhere outside of the Americas, you are already into 2020. Uh, those of us in the Americas, we are a few hours away. Um, brand new decade, brand new year. Um, John. Yes. 2019. How's yours been? <laughs> it was the year we lost like half of our staff on best of five. Um, it was the year of eight months of silence from Capcom about street fighter five of it's been actually kind of, it's gotten a lot better toward the end. But uh, there have been a lot of bumps in it this time. And, and and I'm you know what? I'm really not one. When everybody comes on the like social media at the end of the year and the memes are like, can't wait for this year to be over. Like, I'm, I'm not anywhere near there. But as far as the fighting game community goes, I've I have never felt more distant from Street Fighter and from, I think, the fighting game community in general than this year. And then when I went to Capcom Cup and got to see a bunch of uh, a bunch of people and you know friends, the homies and such in person, that went away immediately. Like there was that reconnection, and I was like, okay, this is familiar once again. Even though everything's been crazy changing this year, I went back to SoCal to like you know the scene that I pictured from like five years ago when I left, and it's like nothing like that anymore. Like the FGC has been a change in quite a bit, and a lot of it has happened this year. So. It's been intense. It's been a lot of wait and see. And while that's not necessarily negative, there's a lot of anxiety to it. So that's been a lot of the year. But like I said, it's been getting better towards the end here. And this is all, once again, fighting game themed and related. Just that's what I'm talking about. Um, and and, and it's, it's good. And I'm, but I'm definitely excited to get to 2020, more so to ride this wave into it as opposed to escape 2019. But how about you? I'm going to be honest, uh, 2019 kind of sucked. Uh, it's, you know, not so much for professional reasons because, um, obviously I'm doing a lot of work with, within the FGC out my schedules, uh, taking a much bigger role behind the scenes here, uh, mm-hmm. with Efren departing, um, doing, a lot of work with Juked, which during Capcom Cup weekend, getting all those LCQ streams listed in one place, uh, I feel like that was sort of the thing I, I, I want to do. I want to make it easier for people to find stuff. You know, I, I want as many people as possible to have the ability to see, you know, fighting games in their greatest form and just being able to, to share why the hell we love this game that 
these games that infuriate us and make us pull our hair out and throw things and all of that stuff. Why do we love them? The answer is the culture, and that's a broad-ass answer, and I won't continue to interrupt you, but like the answer is the culture, because sometimes the games are not what's holding you there. But, you know, and, and I've got projects on the horizon uh, in 2020. Uh, some I can talk about, some I can't. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. So professionally, yeah. Um, I had a lot going on. A lot of good things happened. Personally, uh, it was a different story. Obviously, uh, those of you who have followed the show for a while, back in February, um, I lost my girlfriend uh, to uh, suicide, which has sort of cast a pall over the entire year. You know, it's one of those things where uh, the hurt doesn't really go away, even though I have tremendous friends. I have tremendous family uh, I have better friends than I deserve honestly um, I have John you and Mike and Ilan and Efren um, you guys have been fantastic all year for me um, it still sucks though um, and then on top of that I'm just doing so much work that it feels like like I haven't gotten to play this is probably the year that I've done the most FGC work, but played the least. So that's something I want to change uh, in 2020. I'm, I've got Eunice loaded up on my PS4. Um, I have tomorrow off, so I want to, you know, after I get my chores done, I want to finally dive into that game and learn that game. And my goal is to not go... It's not to not go 0-2 at Combo Breaker. Because I'm, I'm going 0-2. But I want to be able to say, you know, it was 0-2, but it was close, though. Getting around. I, I got around. Like, like I should have had that round. I should have had that round. You know, I, I just dropped. You know, my, my button just stopped working. You know, that's all it was. I should have had that. I totally had that round. And then that would have changed everything. You that's got the, the option selects ready. You're undefeatable. That's the goal. That is the goal. To say, hey, you know, it was close, though. You got to remember to play. I got to play. I really do. That's why we got here in the first place, right? Because no one joined the fighting game community for any other reason initially than they're playing a game. Well, maybe not, but that's got to be the vast majority. Well, I mean, that's sort of 2019. What are you looking forward to? Uh, I think we are on the verge of a lot of significant upgrades. We were talking earlier about uh, like the internet, for example, and how quickly things have changed and they only snowball more and more rapidly. So the change from, you know, then to now has been significant, but like the change in the last year or two, even though it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to realize when you're in the middle of it, but you look back and you're like, holy crap, things have been going really fast. So I think about where fighting games are going, how like Street Fighter's evolving, for instance. It's becoming more esports. Uh, the, uh, the Capcom Pro Tour is getting a major overhaul now. Uh, the games are coming out differently. The models are changing as to like how they release content and, um, and, and like basically how we process these games. And it's been there have been a lot of bumps in the road. Some of them you go, you just go, yeah, it's going to happen. 
because it's new and you expect it and it still sucks when it happens, but you get through it and, and whatever. Some of it's just like, come on, Capcom, you're being an idiot. And they, <laughs> other development companies do as well. Uh, but Capcom's made themselves the one that's most fun to, uh, to jab at. But uh, all that said, I think that we're on the verge of getting through the early kinks of a lot of these things and really catching our stride. Uh, look at the Tekken World Tour. It's leveled up in some pretty significant ways. It broke some ground with those dojo events, getting everyone kind of uh, uh, in there. And I think like Capcom is, is doing a little bit of uh, mimicking them. Um, I think, well, inter- like the Internet's gonna not going to be super amazing out here in the west you know tomorrow or next year probably but i think we'll make some strides we got the new consoles coming out you gotta know that it's about time for some new games you know and and i think a lot of good things are about to happen and we're through that like figuring it out or almost through that figuring it out trial period and uh i'm excited for it yeah oh right there we go you know what i'm excited for in 2020 what I'm excited for the third annual Besties Awards. Ooh, good that, segue. That's uh, so. This is our now annual event uh, where we look back in the year that was. Uh, we recognize some of our favorite moments, some of our best moments. Uh, point out some of our worst as well. Uh, so if so the award show will take place next week. Uh, over the past couple weeks, we've had nominations open on our Discord channel. People could go in, nominate the choices uh, they wanted to see. Whoever get the four, the three or four in each category who got the most votes uh, have made the final ballot. Uh, the ballot will open up tomorrow, and because I kept nominations open through today because I'm an idiot. Uh, And, you know, so tomorrow, later on tonight, tomorrow, uh, I will tweet out the link. You can make your your votes, make your voices heard. I tried to say both of those at the same time. Didn't quite work. Your voice. Make your voice. Make your (laughs) voice. So, yeah, let's go over the nominees. And I did not get these preloaded so i'm going to have to load them as i go that's the wrong link all right so let's take a look at that tweet that's hanging over us so first category uh new source browse 1231 okay so uh, the first new category, or the first category that we have, is the best event of 2019. And here are your nominees: uh, Climax. Cli- oh, sorry, didn't quite make the list. Uh, Climax of Night rerun, Combo Breaker 2019, Evo 2019, and Red Bull Kumite. Any any thoughts on that list? First off, how did we choose? I'm not disagreeing, uh, and I think Combo Breaker has a um, a reputation that really it's got a lot of charisma no matter what, and there wasn't anything wrong with it. RBK came immediately after a like pretty turbulent Capcom Cup. 
And so it had a really nice spot where it could look good. And it did. I don't think it dropped. And it, it also, it, it didn't drop the ball. And it also has um, kind of a reputation for really good production. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's 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 a it's a good little mix. Uh, as far as the other ones, they don't jump out to me as much. And I'm wondering if there's anything else out there. But I guess you did your homework. Yeah, I can trust in that. So I like it. But I think it comes down to Combo Breaker and RBK. So it, like I said, this is uh, voted on by the people in our Discord. So if you have a problem with those, with what's in the top four, what's not in the top four, take it up with the people in the Discord. Gotcha. And that includes us. We're in the Discord, so you can take it up. I'm with in us. the Discord right now. And you know, since I'm the first name alphabetically among the people listed in the Discord, I guess that's all on me. So blame me. You know, you don't like what you see, blame me, I guess. Look at Rick in the chat, the dude that puts on combo breaker. RBK this year was something special. Get out of here, Rick. We know you want the bestie. You fight for that shit, man. You fight for that. I want it. I want your campaign. I want the the Hado video game persuading me to vote for Combo Breaker for the besties. If you could come out with a video game in a week that's anywhere sort of decent to promote Combo that. Breaker could do it because they're so damn good. I'm, I'm on Team Combo Breaker now. He's a father now. He's got other priorities. By the way, Rick, uh, those of you who don't know, uh, Rick yeah. and Kat, they are uh, the co, uh, co-TOs of Combo Breaker. They recently welcomed a daughter into the world. So, Rick, Was it on Rick's birthday? Yes. Which, is ne- which now means it is no longer his birthday. It is her birthday, and he is a footnote. I'm sorry. That's like having I don't your think birthday he minds. on Christmas. That sucks. I don't think he minds, though. <laughs> What a wonderful present. Well, congrats to them, Thire family. So, yes. The entire family. That That's just... Uh, I wonder if that joke's ever been made before. Possibly. I don't know. So, we're going to add a new source here. So, we talked about uh, best event. What about uh, what makes up the event? Matches. Several matches took place. Oof. And uh, four of the ones that were nominated, the four that made the cut for best match include Daigo versus Tokido at Capcom Cup, uh, Fenrich versus Yamashita from uh, Arc Revo America, the grand final BB tag there, uh, Kichipamu versus Trashbox from Evo Street Fighter V, and Nii versus Anakin at Combo Breaker. 2019. Oh, uh, did I typo? I probably typoed. It's uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction uh, for Fenrich Yamashita, not BB Tag. I am sorry. Uh, I'm going to the Best of Five Discord right now to dispute this one because I think Punk versus Idom should be on that list. Yeah, there's a whole. That's the problem with Best Match. There's like. In every year, there's like 20 candidates. Sure. Like, Knee versus Anakin was insane. But arguably, you could you could say that that wasn't even the best match at that tournament. Because you had Knee versus Rixta, where he, mm-hmm. you know, ducked to avoid 
or, or he did the the demon taunt to avoid the oh, the slow mo. Oh my god, that was so ridiculous. Yeah, but there's like twenty matches you could list and argue for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, those are your four nominees for best match of the year. Uh, let's add another source. Add source, new image, and we're going to add the best stream moment of 2019. Uh, And you've got a few to choose from. You've got the DOA 6 presentation at Evo Japan, uh, a.k.a. Core Values. Uh, You have... The infectious introduction at Red Bull Kumite, where he walks through and gives nobody a high five. Leaves everybody hanging. Uh, You have the Kenny Omega superkick on Ono at Capcom Cup. That was so good. Does that include also the chair shot? You can include the chair shot in it. Okay. Um, And uh, Kichipamu's comeback against uh, Trashbox where afterwards he popped off and grabbed the donut, the big inflatable donut. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Again, the duck, for, the slow-mo from uh, uh, Rixta versus Knee, you could argue for that. You could argue for so many things. Uh, what's the... what's Okay, remind me of the category title. Uh, best stream moment. So these are a lot of... I wonder if you say best. I don't know. Why isn't the crab throw in there is what I'm going to ask. Because <laughs> it's a negative, but a lot of these seem kind of like, eh, you know, Papa. I, uh, that was a moment. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The crab, the crab throw did not make the cut in either the best or the worst stream moment. Interesting. We did have a, we do have a category for worst stream moment. Uh, let me pull that up. And that includes uh, the DOA 6 presentation from Evo Japan, which means it is nominated for both the best and well, the worst. Well, that needs to win stream. both because then the, it's, too, it's too OP. It needs to win both, and you're right. And, I mean, it involved, it's got everything. It's got boobs. It's got fighting games. It's got comedy. It's got Mr. Wizard being pissed off. It's like it's the answer. You're right. You can have that one. Uh, you, you also have the reveal of the cursed relics at Evo. Uh the end of the Capcom Cup LCQ stream where they immediately kicked everybody out. Um, and the infamous Tom Brady Uber receipt fiasco. <laughs> Poor Tom Brady. Oh, man. It kind of sucks to be that. <laughs> Damn. So that, those are your nominees for worst stream moment. Um, God, I I'm sorry for this. I have to keep going back to this screen in order to upload the next image because I did not get home in time. Uh, Minnesota is a winter wonderland where basically everything is covered in ice. It's like frozen, except you know, frozen, dude. I, I got the uh, samesies because 
I had to uh, take something out. This I had to run out this morning and take the uh, recycling because the recycling person comes really early and I forgot to put it out last night. And I went in my shorts and it was it was uncomfortable as hell. So I know what you're saying. That was a great story. It wasn't the best story of the year, though. Uh, here are the uh, nominees for the best story of 2019. You have an unsponsored IDOM winning Capcom Cup. You have the rise of Pakistan as a world power in Tekken 7. You have Tsuyoshi and his journey to make it into Evo. And you have the incredible growth and uh, momentum that Eunice has carried all year. Wait, this is best story? Best story of 2019. And Idom's not on there? I, he's the first one on there. Oh, okay. I missed it. Sorry. Well, okay. Here's the thing. To me, the Arslan Ash is a huge one, but that story has had a long time to pitter out. And it, I wouldn't say it pittered out, but it's not at its climax right now. And there's like, there are certain movies that just come out at the wrong time of the year for the awards. And uh, I think the item thing is like, He's a dude from like New York that I don't know if it's because he was afraid to travel or not, but people are saying that. So you already have like yet another little mini dragon for him to slay as a, on top of the huge one of winning Capcom cup with mid tier characters and, and being put in losers and then coming back and you can see it play out. You can see punk's sureness and, and, and dominance just slowly sap away from him at the finish line and Idom bring it all the way back. And many of us have been there. It's relatable. Then he wins the whole thing and he gets a life changing amount of money. And he's like the kid from New York that now is going to like change everything. And like, that was kind of punk story back in, you know, E-League times and such. It's and it happened like yesterday. I think that's going to win. See, here's here's the thing that keeps going back and forth in my mind. It it, it comes down between Idom's story and uh, the Pakistani players. For me, you know, especially Arslanesh. For me, Idom's story is something out of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Arslanesh and the rest of the Pakistani players, their story is something out of fan fiction. You know, the, the the idea of a kid coming, you know, I, I hate to call Idom a kid, but he's someone who, you know, people knew he was good, but he they didn't necessarily know he was that good. You know, and he didn't really get many opportunities to prove that he was that good. And when he got one, he took incredible advantage of it. But mm. Arzanesh, the, the whole story of not just him, but... This idea that he's this great player who comes out of nowhere to dominate these countries that we've assumed for years are the meccas of Tekken. And then say, oh, by the way, I got this entire crew behind me that can do the same See, thing. Arzlan That's Ash just is, ridiculous. He's like Saiyans in the Ginyu Force, though, and they're invading. And also... They got checked. We're at the part. We're we're somewhere in the middle of that story. Idom's story is a little more contained, and we'll get a sequel later on, probably. But this story is in the middle of it still, where it's like one of those sagas, and we're at a point in it right now where it's kind of quiet because they came in, they made their huge explosion with one dude. And you're like, oh my gosh, 
this guy's insane. And he's like, I'm not even the best one. My, my bros are behind me. And then like they fall with the capsule cord, you know, and then they're like wreaking havoc, but then they get pushed back and put in their place, you know, a little bit. And now it's like, okay, what happens? Cause now we have a new legit player and it's amazing for the Tekken scene and the Tekken narrative. Like everyone's super excited to see what happens next there for sure. But it's kind of at a point right now where it's not the thing that everyone's talking about as much, I think. Um, but as far as like who should win, I, either one would be fine. I think they both have their reasons in my book. I will I will vote probably more for IDOM because, I mean, I was there at Capcom Cup. Street Fighter is my game. I can relate more to, you know, the the one guy as opposed to the entire country. Uh, so that would be my vote. But if, if Arslan Ash and Pakistan won, that'd be totally fine in my book. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that discussion sort of, it, it, I hate framing it like that because, you know, the story of Eunice is so great. I mean, the, that coupled with the story of uh, Climax of Night, you know, to see that community basically say, hey, we're going to do it ourselves and then do it and have the success that they've had, you know, after being around for so long, usually, you know, the momentum goes this way for games as they mm-hmm. and this one to see this one jet up is incredible and then uh you know the community coming together for siyoshi it's great as well but i mean these two stories are just so incredible that, that they just cross you know they cross borders of the fgc you know it's really beautiful oh man uh what else what other awards uh do i have so let me... We should yell Star Wars spoilers oh. just out of nowhere. Here's the thing. I don't really care for Star Wars. It's super whatever at this point, right? <laughs> I never thought Star Wars was all that great. Dead silence. It's fine. I don't care if... if uh, I think it... Yeah, I'm, you can totally agree. Like, wow. think that, and I don't mind. Oh, man. Um, you know... Uh, I, let me clarify. I don't hate Star Wars. I just think it's okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think it was like the Beatles. Like it was a right moment, right time. And I, I like Star Wars a lot more than I like the Beatles. But like it was the first to do some pretty cool stuff. And uh, and it did it well. And you can't recreate that anymore. And it, the, the prequels and the sequels are proof of that. Um, so I'm not going to seg into worst story because that's, you know, that's sort of weird. Uh, but yeah, here are the nominees for worst story of the year. Uh, defend the North, the payouts. Uh, I still don't think they've been, I, I think several players are still waiting for payouts there. Uh, the continuation of infiltration gate, um, all of the different assets of aspects of that, uh, Capcom cup, which, which, you know, I didn't want to get into because we didn't have we don't have a full show, but I mean he's back. He, we got to deal with it at some point, you know. Whatever your mm-hmm. position is, it's here. Um, or sorry, it was Battle for the East. That is a apo- uh, apologies to defend the North. Um, let me actually take that off screen then. Uh, so it is Battle for the East that had the issues, not defend the North. I do apologize to defend the North. Uh, so love you city of brass infiltration gate, uh, Capcom cup having, you know, the LCQ and a few of the main event matches off stream 
and the frame data for Tekken 7 uh, coming at a price. They're very, very differently tiered for bad stories. Tekken 7 $4 frame data is like, haha, that's kind of goofy, whatever. And then off-stream matches at Capcom Cup is like, okay, that oh, you dropped the ball and it's really important. Uh, what the hell? And then the, well, the no payouts thing is kind of in that realm, but it's even more grave, like a full step. It's like you didn't pay someone when you owe them money and you're on the grand stage. Ugh. And then infiltration and domestic violence problems. Oh there, my gosh. There's, like... there's just so much that, you know, that's, it's worth unpacking at this point, but I don't think we can do it properly right now. Yeah. Um, so instead, I of wanted that, to vote Brady gate. You're right. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the most. Let's talk about games. Let's talk about uh, the mo- the best game, best new game of 2019. Uh, animal fighting. That <laughs> Fight that, that just missed the cutoff. Darn! Uh, but we have three nominees: Dead or Alive Six, Mortal Kombat 11, and Samurai Showdown. Sam should won on event hubs. Well, that's event hubs. This is a different competition. Wow, I was just saying that Sam show already has some momentum. I wasn't trying to like imply anything. God, well, I'm sorry. I'm just. I just want to make sure the people know that um, you know, Battle for the Grid did not make the cut. Tech Teppen, uh, I Teppen wasn't really in the category. Jump Force did not make the cut. Uh, Did anyone here play Jump Force? Someone played Jump Force. I know someone did. Um, we, we won't we won't tell on you for for playing Jump Force. I just don't think it's really something the FGC was like. I'm not gonna get that. It's like it's outside of the FGC games. Uh, new source. Uh, let's talk about games that aren't out yet, but games we're looking forward to. The most anticipated game for 2020. Uh, the nominees are Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Guilty Gear Strive, King of Fighters 15, and Project L, the Riot Fighter. Do we think it's coming out in 2020? Uh, this it, It's not necessarily the most anticipated game for 2020. I, I said that. Okay. You know, just for framing the the this segment but uh these are just the most anticipated games i see okay so what we're excited and it's on the horizon somewhere right Ooh, you could you could make an argument for any of those really i don't think king of fighters i think king of fighters has a very strong very defined like we're we're here fan base and maybe it's growing but they're getting Maya in every single game, or at least a guest character in every single game. But I don't think it's it's on like the same level as like Project L, just because of how big Riot is. Because Riot gets both the FGC and League of Legends, probably more so the FGC than the League of Legends players. But there will be some kids that are like, oh, I'm going to check it out because I like the characters and stuff like that. Like, and not just kids, but like that's who I imagine a lot of the uh, crossover will be. Yeah, I think that that's so big. It could be, you know, I, I think any of those bigs, any of those games could be 
big, but I think Project L is the one that is the game changer to me, potentially. Mm -hmm. If that Mm -hmm. comes out and that hits on all cylinders and that picks up an audience outside of the typical FGC, that could be, you know, a seismic shift in the scene. Yeah. You know, for better or for worse, we'll see. But it's it's if that is a hit, I think we're going to see some major changes. If that is not a hit, I think we're going to see some major changes. It's too big to not have like it's just it, the scale automatically kind of puts it in its own category for this. So it's like I think that one automatically sort of wins. But as far as like kind of like the grassroots passion in the FGC, King of Fighters is right up there. Uh, side games, that fantasy is is or Grand Blue Fantasy is interesting. I think there's a lot of hype for it. I think it looks really good. I think it's really enticing. I think it's been weirdly in development for a long ass time, um, and I don't know if that's hurting it or not. Uh, but like the anime crowd, I think is really excited for it. It's like simple inputs. It, it, it it's certainly like a new chapter, and a lot of people are are there. But I couldn't really tell you exactly how big it is. And I've heard like it's super big, and I've heard like nah, no one's really excited for it. So I, I'm not sure. I think a lot of it is. Uh, I think some of that comes down to the fact that there's so many other anime fighters that mm. are either updated or we're hearing about or coming out around the same time. You know, obviously the update for BB Tag, the update for Uni. Uh, you know, even though we're talking about Grand Blue coming up on the horizon, we're also talking about uh, Guilty Gear Strive, you know, and the bullshit blazing with that. So it's, that didn't make the list. Uh, Strive is on there. Okay, I was going to say. So it, it's a very, very interesting spot that it's in. So we'll we'll see how it does once it comes out. Uh, moving on to the last couple categories we have. There's a couple I wasn't able to make uh, graphics for, uh, but Rapid those fire. But those will be on the um, those will be on the ballot, which we will tweet out. Uh, ten, we'll tweet it out tomorrow as soon as it's live, and then we will reveal the winners. Um, on next week's award show, we have our signature award, the Rising Star Award. Hmm. Um, and this year's nominees, uh, pretty good players, I have to say. Uh, Arslan Ash, who did, you know, he did okay. One Evo Japan, one Evo in Tekken 7. He did okay. Uh, Idom, your Capcom Cup champion. Your Red Bull Kumite LCQ winner, Kichi Pamu. And for the DBZ, DBFC fans out there, uh, your two-time DBFC World Tour event winner, Wait. Wawa. Red Bull Kumite LCQ. I thought that was uh, Strong Kubo. Fuck, it was. Is that who it's supposed to be? Or uh, is it Kichi Pamu for winning Pamu something is else? the nominee. Oh, Kichi Pamu was like you know making waves with uh, with Zengi for sure, but I don't think uh, I don't even think Idom wins this, even though he's got more of a story uh, uh, climax right now. Like I was saying earlier, if you win Evo Japan and Evo, like free, it's got to be Arzan Ash. It's been a week. It's don't been- worry about it, Kichi Pamu. It's fine. All you right, got more. So Kichi Pamu is the nominee. I apologize for that. Uh, Steve had to make these very quickly because, again, I didn't get home in time. 
Because forgiven to you by me and the chat, everybody involved. We're just appreciative to have the graphics. Well, I'd I'd be appreciative of accurate graphics. <laughs> but that's just me, you know. I, I'm weird like that. Uh and then our final not final category we're gonna discuss on stream, assuming I got all of the others. Yep. Player of the year. Couple of repeats from the Rising Star category. Arsla Nash, of course, as well as Idom. Also, Shinku, uh, the BB Tag Champion uh, from Evo and Arc Revo America. And Tokido, who had himself a hell of a year as well, made the cut. Mm, I think Punk is an even better choice than Tokido. As far as winning Street Fighter events, you you could argue for Punk. You can argue for bon, for uh, Bonchan. Yeah, but Punk like set a record with Pro Tour points. Well, I mean the the scale has changed so often. But it doesn't matter. Arslan Ash won. He won Evo Japan. He won Evo, and he put Pakistan on the map. Not only that, he like kind of opened. He bridged like a a, a gap. And allowed the beginnings of this whole thing with his new chat. Like, he won two Evos and he started a new chapter in the Tekken narrative. The dude wins. Sorry. I mean, you could also argue for Shinku. Um, who, I mean, how often do you see. He won one Evo? He won Evo and he also won Evo. Uh, yeah, he, he won Arc Revo America. Which is the world tour. So it's the, yeah. Uh, and he did, you know, how often do you see an American player win a world championship in an anime fighter? Sure, but are anime fighters as big as Tekken? Or are they bigger? Or well, is this one, I should I, say? You know, they're different worlds. I don't think you could necessarily say, you know, just because one has more streams or more stream views that it's more important. You know, obviously, no, not Tekken's more important, got all... but the competition being harder. If there are more players, if you have a bigger pool, you know, something along those lines. Because if you have to measure, you have to figure out a way to differentiate the two. I, I, I think, obviously, you know, Shinku has had an incredible year. And that's always mm-hmm. the problem with comparing players across games. Because what Arslan Ash has done in the world of Tekken is incredible. What Shinku has done in BB Tag is incredible. Yeah, you know, they're they're both deserving players of you know any awards you can give them. You know yep. how do you how do you how do you? But they're both them? on a ballot against each other, so you have, right. so you have to find a way to do right. it. Right, and, and you know it, it's not necessarily fair to say you know one's more popular, ergo they're better. But you know, yeah. uh, you know Shinku has had an incredible year. Uh, Arzan Ash has had an incredible year. Um, I think either of those players are well are very much deserving. Uh, Idom as well. He's had an incredible year uh, to be the champion of of arguably the most popular game in the world, at least in terms of fighting game esports. That's nothing to sneeze at either. So and Idom, I think Idom could sneeze it because of timing. Because you're talking about people and their emotions putting it into this uh, into this vote. So yeah, it's he could steal it. It's, you know, you could argue for any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, four great players. Are obviously so many more that uh, 
that could make the list that you could argue should be on the list. Uh, just because you're not on here doesn't mean you're not good. All right, let's get that out of the way. Uh, but all of these players, all of these events, all of these moments are what helped make 2019 what it was. So, mm. as I said, uh, that ballot will be live uh, either tonight or tomorrow, most likely tomorrow. We'll tweet it out, um, and then we will reveal the winners on next week's show. So we hope you will join us for the besties. Um, until then, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, unless you have anything else, John? Um, I was just typing that someone said, OG Geek said, no Bonchan. And I said, nah, he went 0-2 at his last two events. He's washed up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nope, didn't have anything else. Just uh, thanks for the graphics. I wanted to reiterate that I appreciate those. Oh, man. It, it's just so brutal, you know. That and to a... To a better uh, 2020 for you, man. Hopefully it's a better 2020 for all of us. Um, From all of us here at Best of Five, to all of you who've watched us, retweeted us, you know, whether you're someone who's been here from the beginning or just checking us out, we really do appreciate every single one of you uh, who comes through. Um, We do this for you. Hopefully you find us entertaining. Hopefully you find us informative sometimes you know we don't always succeed yeah we do fuck that we do (laughs) uh but yeah we gotta sell our brand here well our brand is steve fucking up and i am (laughs) i'm the king of that but seriously though thank you for being a part of our 2019 uh and we hope you're with us for 2020 we've got some things in store hopefully uh you'll enjoy them so i am Steve Jurek, a.k.a. Ace King Offsuit. That is John Guerrero, a.k.a. Velociraptor. That is Sonic, a.k.a. Sonic. Because uh, I didn't get to change the gra- the picture out. Uh, Elon, on behalf of Elon and Mike and all of us here at Best of Five, we wish you a wonderful and safe and happy new year. Uh, we'll see you in the next decade. Happy new year. Good night, Canada.